0: Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast On The Spectrum. I am Priya and I will be taking you to the world of cure of autism. There is something I researched and found out that there is a place in India, Navi Mumbai, the most populous city for known Bollywood, has a cure for autism. And to know more about it, I have interviewed the two experts from that institute called NeuroGen Brain and Spine Institute based in Navi Mumbai in India. Today in this show you will be listening to Dr. Alok Sharma and Dr. Goku Chandran explaining us all about the stem cell therapy and what it does to cure autism and what are the results. Hello, Dr. Alok Sharma. Hello, yeah. Hi, hello, good evening. And hello, Dr. Nandini Chandran. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this show on the spectrum. They are here to speak about stem cell therapy which can cure incurable autism. Dr. Alok Sharma is the director and consultant neurosurgeon at Neurogen Brain and Spine Institute. Who has an extensive surgical expertise and experience in the areas of neurology, neuroscience, and stem cell. Dr. Nandini is a deputy director and the head of medical services at Neurogen Brain Institute at Navi Mumbai. She is also the editor-in-chief of Indian Journal of Cell Therapy. She is on the board of many ethics committees of stem cell research and therapy. Dr. Alok, please tell us
1: more about stem cell therapy and the science behind it. All right. So, basically, uh, stem cells are what we refer to as the master cells of the body. You know, they are the building block of all organs and tissues. They are basically what we call unspecialized cells. And the property of stem cells is their ability to proliferate. So what a stem cell can do is when it divides and multiplies it makes a copy of itself but also can form any other tissue of the body it could be brain or uh, you know heart or muscle or anything else so this unique property of being able to proliferate and make a copy of itself and any other tissue of the body is what gives stem cells the unique power to be able to repair damage anywhere in the body. Now, naturally, stem cells are found in different parts of the body, in small components, everywhere from the brain, muscle, heart, blood, you know, everywhere. And they are normally, normally these are present too for normal wear and tear of the tissue. Whenever something is damaged, the endogenous uh, stem cells, they help to fix it. But when the damage is more extensive, you know, then we actually need to procure stem cells from another source and put them there. Uh, There there are multiple ways of doing this. Uh, You can get stem cells from donors. These are called allogenic stem cells. Or you can actually get stem cells from a body itself. Now, in the body, the two areas where you can easily get stem cells, one is the bone from the bone marrow. And the other is fat. So, the science behind stem cells is you know, prior to the availability of stem cells, there were two ways of treating disease. Either you use medicines and drugs, or you, you, you did surgery. You went and cut, lop, chopped, you know, sutured. But now we have something which is not a drug, it's not surgery. It is cellular repair, repair of damage in the tissue. Now, this repair is the way the body naturally heals itself. Okay. We are just taking that natural quality and enhancing it by supplying additional stem cells where the damage is more. So there were many conditions, primarily, uh, you know, in in different specialities, of course, but the most important in neurology. Because once the brain or the central nervous system was damaged, there was no drug that could repair damage to the nervous system. And there was no surgery because the brain is not something you can suture. See, if your bone is broken, you can fix it with a plate and screw. You know, if there's a damage to your intestines, you can stitch it. If your skin is cut, you can stitch it. You yeah. can't stitch the brain and spinal cord. Mm-hmm. So that is the power of stem cells because you can use it actually for neurological damage. Okay. And uh, and the main areas here, there, you can broadly divide them into children and adults. So in children, there were conditions, neurodevelopmental conditions, for which earlier there was no treatment, yeah. like autism. Like mm. cerebral palsy, you know, like intellectual disability. There was nothing. These children, they were born. They had severe limitations. They would not be able to speak, not, not be able to take care of themselves, not be independent, not be able to have an education. And there was no drug or no surgery available. But today, with cellular therapy, we can fix this damage. We can it. Also in adults, there were conditions like, you know, a brain stroke or spinal cord yeah. injury or head injury or motor neuron disease where people got paralyzed. Yeah, and here again, there was no solution for paralysis. But today, with stem cell therapy, you can actually heal the damage and get these people out of wheelchairs, back on their feet. Also, there were certain terminal conditions. One of them being what is called in the West as ALS, or motor neuron disease, or a disease called Duchenne muscular dystrophy. These are conditions where there is a near near to hundred percent mortality rate. You know, within a few, years, you know, all these in Duchenne muscular, these children die by the time mm-hmm. they are twenty. There was no solution okay. again with stem cell therapy, we've shown in thousands of patients that they can be treated.
0: well then to you, doctors as well, finding all these things. It's like a miracle, uh, isn't
1: it it is yeah it's it just so amazing to have a child who's never spoken all his life. stem cells and the child starts talking. you have children on wheelchairs who are unable to get up, you know who are unable yeah. to use their hands. you give them stem cells and they are walking on their feet, they're using their hands. It's more than just miraculous oh,
0: it must be. So good to see your patients like that. They come so disappointed towards you and walk with a smile on their face. Absolutely. Dr. Nandini, can you define autism, please? And what do you think can be the most common cause for it? Sure.
2: So autism is a neurodevelopmental condition defined by three uh, major issues. One is uh, a problem with social interaction, communication, and rigid behavior with uh, lack of adaptability. So, individuals or children who show these uh, features ultimately uh, they have other issues such as hyperactivity, inability to pay focus or attention, uh, learn the language, uh, and respond to external stimulus appropriately, and thereby having limitation in terms of uh, ability to lead an independent life. So, uh, this is this generally it is it is seen more in in boys than in girls for for reasons still not very much known so it's a condition and it's it's not a it's not a disease as such so it's, it's a developmental condition
0: which which can be you know taken care of that was a fine definition from dr nandini autism is not a disease it is a condition which can be taken care of. Moving to Dr. Alok Sharma. Dr. Alok, please tell us when did you discover that stem cell therapy can help patients with incurable neurological disorders like autism?
1: Uh, so actually, uh, you know, this goes back to several years. In 1998, uh, they had actually discovered what is called embryonic stem cells in America. Yeah. And I was already, I'm a neurosurgeon. I was, I was doing a lot of work with spinal cord injury and head injury. And I found that this, despite all the surgery, I showed all this major surgery on the spine, fix it with plates and screws and do life-saving surgery for them. But at the end, they remained paralyzed. They remained unable to move. Mm-hmm. And very early on, I realized that, you know, the answer is not just fixing the broken spine. The answer is to regenerate the nervous system. So when uh, I heard about embryonic stem cells, I actually went to America. I went to Colorado where they were working on what was called that time called fetal stem cells. And I learned uh, they were using it there for Parkinson's disease. I, I, I understood the science behind cellular therapy. And then from 1998 to 2008, we worked, I'm, I'm a professor at the University Hospital Medical School. Mm-hmm. And uh, there we did a lot of work with animals. We took different types of stem cells from different sources. In animals, you can create an injury as you want, spinal cord injury, stroke, etc. We we made these models. And then we tried different treatments, including stem cells, and we actually found a much better recovery with them. So there was 10 years of basic research, 1998 to 2008, where we did fundamental research in the lab. It was back-breaking research, Difficult research, you sometimes got results, you didn't get it. And then we realized that, you know, once we realized it is working, what we found was we tried all kinds of cells. We tried cells, you know, embryonic stem cells, nasal stem cells. But what we found was stem cells from the bone marrow were giving us the best results. And so in 2008, we started actually treating people with spinal cord injury, those who were paralyzed. Uh, You know, they would have a spine, their legs would not be moving, the hands would not be moving. And then we saw Tremendous improvement. People who had never walked, you know, were on their feet and walking. Uh, And from there, you know, it then moved to children with cerebral palsy who were similarly affected. Mm -hmm. And uh, autism came uh, a little later, but we then realized the benefits of autism. Mm -hmm. uh, Because once the brain started getting repaired, now, of course, autism is the major bulk of our work. Because there is a huge incidence, a huge rise, huge increase in the incidence of autism. Mm -hmm. And we are now finding amazing results with autism. Because the the results are very life-altering. And they're very visible. You know, a child who cannot talk starts talking. Now, there is nothing more to say. I mean, you know, they've tried all the therapy, you know, they're not responding and now suddenly they start responding. But most important, we also have, we do brain scans called PET CT scans, which are done before and six months after the treatment. This shows objective proof. You've got a scan before, you Mm. should see the damage there. And then you, uh, you know, do a scan after the stem cells and you see the damage is resolved. And this is not in one or two. Uh, in over 3,000 children with autism, over 3,000 children of cerebral palsy, uh, we've actually shown not only clinical improvements, uh, which, are, which skeptics sometimes doubt, but objective improvements you know, on scans, which actually show uh, you know, the objective repair of the brain damage. So this journey is a journey that goes back to 1998. Because as a neurosurgeon, I realized the limitations of conventional surgery, that we had to do something more. And that what we had to do at a cellular level, because people had not thought of you know, doing things at a cellular level. Mm-hmm. Our belief is that the body has tremendous ability to heal itself. Nature has given us all the tools. Everything we need to heal is within the body. And what we need to do is use nature's natural healing systems, enhance them, push them, accelerate them, you know, and help the body to heal itself. So everything we do, you know, we we work with stem cells, we are using hyperbaric oxygen and a whole lot of other therapies, rehabilitation methods, all of them are focused on enhancing the body's ability to heal and repair itself. It is
0: not long ago that cellular therapy came to light, scanning the brains and finding the damaged cell and finding success rate. And you're already swamped with so much of cases, it shows that positive signs and i would like to know is there any other therapy available in your hospital apart from cellular therapy to support autistic kids young person like speech therapy occupational therapy hydrotherapy
1: oh yeah so we have a very extensive comprehensive neurorehabilitation uh, department this consists of physiotherapy occupational yeah. therapy speech therapy psychological therapy behavioral therapy special education art therapy music therapy aquatic therapy so we have a whole lot of therapies which are available because we believe it is the comprehensive the use of cellular therapy along with various oxygen based integrated therapies along with rehabilitation that finally can find the solution to children with autism
0: it sounds neurogen has got all under one roof stem cell therapy rehabilitation, and every other required things to provide, treat autism. I think we have not covered the most asked question. And now where I am with you, the expert neurologist, it will be the great opportunity to ask, what do you think could be the possible reason for autism?
2: Autism is known to be a multifactorial condition. It may not be one particular factor which is leading to the condition, but broadly we can divide it in different categories. We can it, uh, it can be a uh, it can be due to genetic causes. It can be due to environmental causes. And it can be a combination of both. So, uh, if you look at prenatal conditions, uh, we find that if mother's age is more or father's age is more. Uh, majorly father's age above above 40 or 43 uh, could contribute to uh, a child being, having a neurodevelopmental condition especially autism in a mother if the mother is stressed out emotionally she is not prepared for the for the pregnancy or if uh, physically she has anemia or you know diabetes or uh, polycystic ovarian disease hormonal imbalances depression uh, is on medications and now more, mostly stress uh, and many of the couples are now uh, starting to have children at later age so these could be some of the factors uh, during uh, the childbirth. If there is hypoxia, there's a lack of oxygen, there's prolonged okay. labor. This could also contribute. Uh, gestational diabetes could also be one of the reasons. Hypothyroidism is, is known. So any issues or torch infection, infection in the mother when the child is in the womb could could uh, contribute to brain development being affected. When the child comes out or immediately after childbirth, there could be reasons again leading to hypoxia. Uh, genetic conditions uh, Some genetic uh, mutations have been shown to to have some association with autism. It is not a cause and effect as of now. Few uh, conditions like Fragile X uh, condition could lead to mental retardation, intellectual disability and autism. Then uh, there are uh, other factors now environmental that uh, are being studied, heavy metal toxicity. So generally when the child is in the womb and if the lead levels in the mother is high, then brain development of the child on high, high level of mercury. So environmental factors, pollution, uh, could also um, uh, cause or, or contribute to this condition, social factors. Now, we are seeing a change in the family environment from a joint family system to a nuclear family that also leads to lack of socialization. In COVID, in fact, we have seen an exponential increase in children with delayed development, especially social development because of lack of interaction and too much of screen time. Now, again, screen time and, and and use too much of phone and television also has seen to prevent development of the brain, especially the social aspect of it and thereby the language development. There are now, of course, there are certain uh, people who believe that possibly vaccines could contribute, though it is a very controversial theory and there have been a lot of studies which refute that particular theory. So these are there are certain theories, but it would always be a combination. We believe that there is some basic problem in the brain when when the child is born it could be because of hypoxia or and problem in the mother in the child like it could be placenta previa or other things which are undiagnosed and when the child is born to some extent there could be a foundation weakness and the envirom- environmental causes like lack of socialization uh, could lead to a sort of acceleration in the manifestation of autism that's why between 18 months to two two and a half years you start Figuring out, okay, the child is not speaking, was well, earlier responding but not responding. So uh, there are so many factors which could finally, you know, lead to, to a child developing autism.
0: Thank you, Doctor Anthony, for explaining so well what could be the possible reason for the cause of autism. I didn't know that it could be prolonged labor, emotionally not prepared for a baby or a lack of oxygen when a child is born, or the father of the child is aged above 40 or 43, lack of social interaction, contribution of pollution. Now we know briefly about stem cell therapy, the cause of the autism. Moving further, I would like to know, will stem cell can actually cure autism? How true is that that this therapy repairs, regenerates, and replaces the damaged cells in the brain?
1: When it comes to autism, so we don't use the word cure. What we are trying to do is because you cure a disease, okay? We don't consider autism to be a disease. Okay. I mean, that's the first thing. So when you use the word cure, you are implying that there is a disease. See, we call these children, you know, we use the word neurodiversity. We call these children neurodiverse. And a fundamental thing, what we say is these children are not less than, they are different. Mm -hmm. I want to repeat that. We say children on the autism spectrum are not less than, they are different. They may have some abilities lesser than what we have. They have some abilities which are as what we have. And they have some abilities which are better. We have kids who have amazing mathematical abilities. Kids who have have things that you and I can't even imagine. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, those skills. So this is the way we look at it. We evaluate these children. We do their brain scan and we identify parts of the brain that are working less than normal. These are PET scans and they are in color. So you can actually see the areas which are normal are green in color. Mm -hmm. The areas which are functioning less Okay, these are these are these are not dead cells. These are brain cells which are functioning less. They appear blue in color, and there are some areas which are yellow, which are working more. All right. Our aim with stem cells is to make the blue hypometabolic areas become green on normal metabolic areas. So we are fi- what we are doing uh, with stem cell therapy is getting to activate the brain that is inactive. All right. That's what we are doing. Now, once you do that the symptoms start disappearing. So their attention improves, their concentration improves. Now, once the attention and concentration improves, it is easier to do rehabilitation with them. Otherwise, doing rehabilitation with them is a real challenge because they can't sit in one place. They cannot concentrate. Then what we find is that there are various behavioral problems. This could be hyperactivity and various other behavioral issues. Some of them uh, are harmful to others and harmful to themselves. Mm-hmm. These start disappearing. Then what we find is that they have very, very serious sensory issues. Right? So all the sensory issues start getting resolved. And then the main fundamental problem is uh, difficulty in communication. So that starts improving both verbal and non-verbal. There is also non-verbal communication. They are able to now express their desires, what they want. And speech also comes back. And uh, so what we are seeing is that there are some things that these children cannot do because parts of their brain are not functioning optimally. Once we get these parts of the brain to functioning optimally, the symptoms of autism spectrum disappear. Okay. okay. And now you have. So that's what you know. I want to say. what, like, what we, we don't use the word. By the way, that we don't use the word normal. Because mm-hmm. who's normal? Are you normal? Am I normal? Okay. Not just, so who's normal? So we use the word neurotypical, right? Okay. So neurotypical mm-hmm. is what you and I are supposed to be. And these are kids which are neurodiverse. So there is neurotypical and neurodiverse. That's, mm-hmm. you know, because our languaging is important. And, and here I want to sort of uh, state something which the Prime Minister of our country, Srin Narinda Modi, did. He did something amazing. He officially, Hindi word was viklang. So viklang meant that you were disabled. All right. Yeah. That was the word used all over the country. And a few years ago, he said, We will not use this word anymore. We will use the word divyang or specially abled. Now, in that one single statement of the honourable prime minister, the entire field changed. Suddenly, people with disabilities are not called Viklang or disabled anymore. Mm-hmm. They are called Divyang or specially gifted. And our thinking is is very much in alignment with these that we have to look at what is special in them and not what is Missing in them.
0: It is for sure now that neurogen doesn't like to use the word cure for autism because they don't consider autism as a disease or illness. But with this therapy, it has been proved up there that a child with autism can speak, can express the desire, and if the brain is optimally treated, then the symptoms of the autism will go away. While we are talking about all the big things like stem cell therapy, treatment, science behind it and everything, I have just got a quick simple question. Autism diagnosed before the cell therapy. Is there any age limit for it? Or... Yes, yes. We have a very detailed
2: assessment program. We take two days. Uh, to completely assess clinically as well as via brain scans. So we have a whole team as Dr. Sharma said we have different therapists and neurologists who would who they do a complete assessment uh, every facet occupational therapist psychology space therapist put together and, and uh, find a diagnosis where, whether the child is in the autism spectrum whether the child is mild to moderate or moderate yeah. to severe. So these are based on clinical assessment scores uh, known as CARS and ISA uh, and we Various other modalities. Uh, Plus, we do brain scans. So um, the two main brain scans that we do is the MRI of the brain to look at the morphology of the brain and the PET CT scan of the brain to understand the functioning of these different parts. So there is a detailed assessment and clinical diagnosis, even before we go ahead for the cell therapy. This is a very important part of, of the complete treatment.
0: Okay, so it is not necessary that if somebody has been already diagnosed, this is a part of your therapy to do it at your hospital yes yes
2: we do our own assessment and 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 uh, clinical as well as imaging before we uh, decide to go ahead with the treatment
0: okay and how many days does it take to all go before the therapy two two days two days days. is there any age limit for the diagnosis therapy
2: uh that for the diagnosis earlier the diagnosis the better it depends on how aware the parents are. Generally, now in the urban areas, parents are very, very alert that there is. Uh, in fact, we have a child who came at eighteen months. Okay. Eighteen months, where the pa- pa- parents found that their child's development, social and eye contact, is uh, is not proper. They brought him. Though we do not really label at eight, at the month of eighteen, we cannot really label the child as autism. But red flagging for autism or or um, uh, um, what to say the uh, symptoms of autism can be uh, you know picked up early. So, mm-hmm. yes, diagnosis can be done very early um, As and uh, those who come from rural areas sometimes come undiagnosed to us mm-hmm. with no proper uh, labeling. So, we do the diagnosis in any case. So, we do our own assessment, as I said. Uh, in terms of treatment, we can treat as early as 18 months, as I said, uh, mm-hmm. for autism. Um, and uh, even later ages, we have treated 30, 35, 40-year-old autism. Definitely, uh, the, the response mm-hmm. is the best when you do it early the Not best different. responses before 5 years of age mm-hmm. and up till 10 so we prefer children coming to us before 10 years for the best possible prognosis
0: so far i have gathered that stem cell therapy is the safest therapy to be done from the age of 18 months to cure or treat autism there are other therapies in hospital to work together and give that 100% result has been desired by the parents or the young person. Here my question is, are there any health risk issues or any circumstances where Neurogen might not offer cell therapy to treat autism?
1: Uh, the, the only risk that is there is children who have repeated epilepsy, you know, children who have epilepsy or yes. convulsions. Yeah. Uh, they are, that there, there is, you know, we, we actually found That children who have an existing history of epilepsy, Mm -hmm. there was a 6% possibility that after the stem cells, in the first six months, they may get, you know, some episodes of epilepsy. Uh, And having identified that, we've published this in a paper. So we we have not only published our positive results, we've also published a separate paper on seizures as an adverse event of cellular therapy. The risk is not there in children who do not have a history of epilepsy and whose EEG is normal. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, the majority of autism kids actually do not have epilepsy, but those who have ep- epilepsy, there is a risk. We found a solution to that as well, that by adding a certain anticonvulsant drug, mm-hmm. we are able to reduce the risk from 6% to 3%. Okay. So, uh, so, and first so the things about it first, uh, this happens only in the first three months. So it is not something prolonged. Mm-hmm. Second, it is controllable with medications. Third, this does not do any harm to the patient. Yes, the you know the parents get upset, but it doesn't do Mm. any harm. And secondly, this is in children who already have a history of epilepsy. Okay. So this is not in those who don't. Now, apart from this risk, there is no other risk. Okay, it's a very very safe treatment because what we do is you know uh, we put a a sort of needle into the pelvic bone, which is just above the hip bone, and aspirate bone marrow. Uh, that's such a needy prick into the bone. It can't do any harm. It's like how you collect blood from a vein while you're collecting blood from the bone, which is okay. uh, bone marrow. And uh, then we separate uh, the stem cells by a method, a scientific method called density gradient method. Mm-hmm. This basically involves spinning the bone marrow in a machine called a centrifuge. So when you spin it in anything in a centrifuge, it layers up, you know, the heavy things settle below, the lighter things on top and the stem cells that we want are in the center. So then we isolate these and then with a, a single needle prick uh, that is called a lumbar puncture, uh, we inject it into the lower lumbar spine between the L4 and L5 space and we inject it into the cerebrospinal fluid. So our whole treatment involves two needle pricks. With one we take out, with one we put in. There is no surgery, there is no cutting, there is no stitching, there is nothing like that. There is no post-op intensive care or heavy central lines. and you know mm-hmm. none, none of the things that we associate with the surgery. Two needle pricks. Right? And mm-hmm. what are we injecting into the child? The child's own cells. There is nothing from the outside. There is no medicine. There is no drug. These are his, the child's own cells taken, just separated, and pure stem cells are injected into the spinal fluid. Uh, you'll ask why spinal fluid? Because the spinal fluid is called cerebrospinal fluid. Cerebro mm-hmm. means brain. So the fluid from the lumbar spine, it actually goes all the way up to the brain. It circulates within the nervous system and so uh, you know once it once it is in, in in there it can't come out of the nervous system it's very much there the damaged areas actually attract the stem cells towards it and start a, re- a reparative process so we are putting stem cells directly uh, where where they are needed so uh, so that uh, that's to answer your question but apart from this it's a very very safe treatment we've had zero cases we've done 12000 patients by now yeah. And you've got a single patient who's had an infection or meningitis or anything like that. But there, have been, there have been no irreversible side effects of any kind from the stem cells per se.
0: How can you achieve the final result of stem cell test?
1: The final answer is rehabilitation. Okay, mm-hmm. final improvements come from rehabilitation. But you, you need to do rehabilitation on a repaired brain. You know, the example that I give is, you know, the brain is like a computer. A computer's got hardware and a computer's got software.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Right now, our children of autism and cerebral palsy have got defective hardware. The brain hardware is damaged. And okay. what we are trying to do is we are trying to put software, which is rehabilitation, on damaged brain. Obviously, the brain is not capable of, you know, processing uh, whatever is being, uh, whatever it is being, inputs are being given to it. Mm-hmm. So our belief is to repair the hardware. And now the same software that you are trying to put before will now be more effective. So we believe in a combination of stem cells, along with a little more so our concept of rehabilitation is a little more aggressive, is a little more uh, comprehensive, uh, it is focused on recovery. Uh, we folk, you know normally, when a child has limitations, what was earlier referred to as disability, and we don't like to use the word disability. You Good know, to know that. Uh, we never use that word. I'm just using it. So we don't use that. We yeah. focus on what they have. Yeah. We don't look at what the children don't have. We look at what they have, and we try to enhance that. It's human nature, you know, to look at what is missing, and we don't do that. We look at what's there, and we aggressively work on trying to get the body to heal itself, to enhance what is already there. That's our mm-hmm. fundamental mm-hmm. philosophy. We combine. This philosophy with the modern science, scientific technology of cellular therapy, uh, oxygen-based integrative therapies, and we get really wonderful results.
0: This is the amazing thing. Your values added to that is making it more amazing to know about the things. That's really so, good thank to you. Have. What are the best possible facilities available for autistic kids in your hospital to just make them feel home?
2: is not a hospital it is a home for those who are away from home so uh, that's what in fact we get told repeatedly that uh, it's like a family uh, to them we take care of our patients as our own as our own family everywhere from the from the lower staff from the housekeeping to the nursing to the doctors uh, uh, we try to make it as comfortable and as least scary for the child as much as possible we have uh, dedicated areas which are very very you know child happy uh, in fact uh, so that children love to go there and play and once they go they don't want to go back into their rooms so uh, our hospital is, is it's an institute it is a research center and and rehabilitation so our focus is on rehabilitation hence it's not the hospital environment as such
1: oh that's good the and, other uh, thing i just i'd just like to state here is that we yeah, follow sure. up all our patients lifelong you know so the patients we treated 14 years ago you know when yeah. we started uh, we will still follow up with them you know so we don't just treat and leave Uh okay. when some patient is treated they are appointed a case manager and you know they will in an initial period is a little shorter as time goes by, you know, happens less. But we stay in contact. We will call up. We will check how you are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will check and see if any further treatments are required. So, we don't just treat patients and let them go. We stay with them. Okay. Uh, you know, they, they, they get calls from us and we keep checking up on them. Because we have treated patients from all over the world. We so far treated patients from over 70 different countries. From all the six continents of the planet. You know, from uh, people come to us from all over and then they go back you know obviously they we don't want to we never let them feel that you know they don't ever connect with us so they will get yeah. calls and WhatsApp messages from us and you know there's a regular connection uh, because they're from all over the world and they just need to know that you know we are we're still there for them and that's that's a very important thing to do. I'm
0: so pleased to know that Dr. Alok Sharma and you not considering autism as a disease or disability because I've heard many words, it's, it's an illness, it's a disease. It's a-
2: yeah, we believe that uh, children with autism have special abilities. In fact, we have yeah. seen that. We have seen children with amazing abilities. And as Dr. Sharma pointed out, that it's important to bring out the potential. Their yes. major issue is that they are unable to uh, interact with us at, at the level that we know. We, we consider them abnormal, but maybe for them that is normal. So yeah. it is important to, to mainstream them and and value what they have and bring it up so that what they don't have becomes less important.
0: Thank you, Doctor Alok, and thank you Doctor Nandani for your time and the interview. Thank and you, you so much perfectly. for your thank you so us. much. All right, <laughs>